This is Aiden Ciso, and I'm here to share with you my way to live in a peaceful life. By this, I mean I'll share with you Ave's formula. Welcome to my podcast. Hello, everyone. This is the fourth episode of my podcast. Um, and if you have been listening to me before, welcome back. If this is your first time listening to my podcast, welcome to my podcast. So before starting, I want to ask you some questions that are going to help us understand more about what is the topic of this episode. Mm, have you ever lost someone close to you that was important in your life? Or have you lost someone in a tragic way and it's hard for you to understand why they were gone that way? Have you lost someone that you couldn't say all you wanted to say and you wish that things were different? Well, in this episode, I want to talk about losses. I want to talk about when someone is gone and how we can recover from it. I know sometimes we wish they were gone in a different way or we wanted to tell them something before they were gone or we wanted to have a different goodbye. But it's important that we get recovered from it and uh, forgive the situation and have peace with the person that is gone. So there had been deaths in my life that had been important to me. Um, some people close to me, they some of them were they were gone in a way I didn't want it to happen. Some of them they were just very important people for me. And in this episode I'm gonna talk about the things that I've that I've been working on when I'm uh, losing someone and I didn't want it to, to happen. Um, so when my granddad uh, was, was gone, um, he uh, showed me many things. He was a very important person in my life and in the life of my siblings and my parents. He was like a role model for all of us, and uh, we were so grateful that we that we could live everything that we lived with him. So something that um, we knew when he was gone is that we it couldn't be different. Like we got uh, advantage of everything we could, and and we had really good time with him. We. We are so grateful of everything that he taught us and, and everything that we live with him. And there's nothing we 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 want to redeem from this. And for when he was gone, like we had a lot of peace when he was gone because we knew that um, all the moments we had with him, they stayed with us, and uh, we didn't have any regrets of not doing anything for him or not spending uh, all the time with him but not all the people that has been gone in my life it has happened the same way they there have been other deaths that have been more tragic or more traumatic for me and I wanted it to be different I remember the first time that I that I had a panic attack or the first panic attack that I remember I don't know if it was the first panic attack that I had is the first one that I remember. Uh, one of my cousins, uh, he committed suicide. And I was writing a letter 
and my my therapist told me to to write a letter to him and when i was writing it i remember it was so hard for me to read it because um when i when i was writing it it, it, it was like just getting all the feelings out of what happened uh we were not really close cousins but that that was traumatic and i remember when i was like going deeper and deeper in the letter i was trying to blame somehow myself and my and all um the family that he was surrounded by and i mean like my family but i mean cousins and 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 uncles and uncles and aunts and everyone in the family i was like we are guilty for this that because we could have done the things different for him and yeah it was it was hard for me at the beginning because i was like if we could have done this if we could have done that but one day i remember and this is how i got like more peaceful about it i went to bed and i i had a dream uh, of him when he was a little kid and uh he was at the house he was playing with our toys he was not lucky when he was uh when he was alive and this is why it was hard for me to 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 understand his like i understand i i understand why he committed suicide he was not lucky but i was like trying to understand why we didn't do things different for him uh he was living in a poor family um his dad my my dad's brother he was an alcoholic and he was also diabetic and i don't know it was just a uh situations so are hard for them to to grow with his mom was like uh always in charge of that and dealing with someone that is an alcoholic you're not putting attention to the kids so they didn't have much attention they didn't have money they were living in a really small house and um one day uh my uncle he got out from the hospital because he because of his diabetic uh one of his foot they had to cut it so he was in his house and my aunt she was taking her she was taking care of him and um she um something happened to her and she she died and she died at the feet of the house uh, of the bed and my uncle his uh, his brother got to the house like three days after it happened and he saw his mom's dead body uh on the bed a month after my uncle dies and one year after is when my cousin committed suicide so it was like yeah after all the situations he was going through yeah he was going through um been born in a family poor and and didn't have much attention from the parents and then the, the parents dying in a tragic way yeah something like that was going to happen but yeah i was like all of us may be guilty for this but one day i was having a dream as i was 
telling the story. I'm sorry that I went back, but I needed to give a little more information about what happened. Um, I was having a dream when he was a kid and he was playing with our toys. He was at the house and he just reminded me of what happened when, when he was a kid. And, and then I, I had a conversation with my, my mom about this, this dream that I had. And she was like, yeah, we did what we could for them. Like we were giving them toys for the kids. We were giving them a fridge for the house and things for them to have. Like we didn't want wanted them to live in a poor life. We, we did everything that we could. Could we, uh, were we able to do more? Maybe, but we did everything we understood was gonna be enough, uh, good enough for them to, to live. So yeah, it was like, you, you have to understand that uh, it is, uh, that yeah, sometimes it's, it's hard, but be grateful for what you did for them and be grateful for what you lived with them. Not all the time is gonna be uh, in a peaceful way, but you can remember the things that you did good for them. And that, that is something that I was learning with that story. Um, other thing that I wanted to, other than that had happened in my life and it was important, is that you have to understand that there shouldn't be any interest after someone is dead, like, uh, and you, you have to like make sure to not just to leave your interest out, but do the things the right way. And this is something I learned with uh, a neighbor that I had that died. Um, she didn't have any family and she, uh, she was really close to my dad's family. So when she died, um, she left her house to one of my cousins. And yeah, uh, the reason why I say it is important to do the things the right way is because um, my dad was trusting all the family and he wanted to do the things faster. So he was giving them all the stuff without going through a legal process. Then uh, they started being, because everyone is anxious, everyone is afraid someone is going to be taking advantage of it. So they started like uh, demanding my dad for uh, for aid, and it was like he was just trying to do the things the right way, and he wanted uh, he he was trusting them and trusting the process. But unfortunately, because everyone is so afraid, they they were not seeing it that way. They thought that my dad was taking advantage somehow, because he was the albacea of the of uh, of giving them the, the stuff. He was in charge of, of giving them everything they they uh, got after she died. So yeah, we started like seeing the police every, every day after school. It was like just so stressful. Uh, my cousin's husband like uh, telling my dad that he was gonna kill him and that stuff. And we were like just living in care of them. We didn't talk with them for eight years after, and we started like talking back after one of my cousins, other cousin that I that I have, and my cousin's sister. 
she committed suicide and that's when we started like talking again but yeah like you have to understand that there shouldn't be any interest and not just that but do the things the right in the right way with the right process even though it's your family always make sure that the things are done the right way and everything is like being checked by a legal process not not uh, all the time it has to be with a lawyer but all the documents should be like um, submitted the right way And something my, my dad taught me, um, after my grandma died, like, um, after all this process with the neighbor happened, my grandma died, like, two years after. I don't really remember the date of my grandma's death because I couldn't see her for two years, and it was so hard for me. And it was because of this process that I was not able to see my grandma, like, she was kidnapped, basically. Like, they didn't even let us see my grandma. And I was like so disappointed. That's why I didn't talk with the family for eight years because they took my grandma off from me and from my family. And we were not able to, to see her. But something my dad taught me is that you have to be strong. And you have to not be fear about uh, your intentions and do the, do the right thing. Like, don't, don't just blend when, when someone wants to take advantage of you. I remember when my grandma died, um, my dad was not sure to go to the church to see um, the, to see the mass um, of my grandma because all the family was going to be there and they, because they, they have been insulting us for two years and scaring us and like we didn't want it to go like I, I, we didn't know how the process was going to be before my dad but something he taught me is that you always have to be strong and um, I remember it was such a scary moment for us and I didn't know how, how my dad was going to react about it but after the mass like the they were bringing in the box with my grandma and one of my uncles, he started screaming to my dad and he was like, come here, you want to watch her? See her. And he opened the, 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 the box and he was showing my dad's the, the, the body of my grandma. And we were like, like th this was such a bad moment. They didn't let us see her for two years and now they want us to see her dead. Like, we leave everything we could with her. You didn't allow us to live more because you kidnapped her for two years. But then my dad, uh, they just want that, my dad to like, I don't know, to feel bad and to blend. But my dad stayed strong and something my dad taught me is that you always have to be strong no matter what. Like you did the things the right way. You did what you could be strong. No matter how bad the people want to see you blend. And yeah, the last lesson that I learned, learned uh, it's okay if you don't understand it. 
it's okay to be vulnerable and look for help. Like after my two cousins' um, suicides, uh, the first the first time that I heard about my cousin, the first the first cousin that committed suicide, and the first time that I heard about it, I remember I was driving and I I was um, taking one of my coworkers to the airport, and uh, for some reason I I normally don't try to use my phone when I'm driving, but in my family group, they, it was like going stuff and stuff, and I was like, what's going on? So I opened the phone and I saw that they sent a link to uh, some newspaper uh, stuff. So I watched it and <laughs> the thing that I that I saw in there, it like scared me and I don't know, put me in a bad situation. While I was driving, I almost crashed when I read it, but it was like, um, Lucia Castillo was found dead uh, in her house. Like she was, she had her neck been tied to the to the roof of the of the room, and I was like, "Wow!" Nobody uh, acknowledged me for this, and I remember uh, after that I told my family to please call me before sending that stuff to through through the phone and through WhatsApp. The same thing happened with when my second cousin committed this. I understand like nobody has, knows how to react about it. And they knew like somebody told them and, but they were just sharing the articles. It happened as well the second time. But the second time I was like a little bit more prepared. But I remember after going through these situations and uh, nobody acknowledging me for what I was gonna see, I started looking for help and this is when I started going to therapy after my second cousin um, suicide. So yeah, and something that I learned today is, is that it's okay if you don't understand it, but be vulnerable and look for help. And the last thing that I that I've learned with that, uh, it was my mom's mom, my grandma from my mom's side. Um, she was a very important person for me. I remember when I was a kid, I was at her house almost every day and we were super close to each other. We were always talking and I don't know, I was just making jokes to her. Um, we had really fun stories, but when people ask me if I remember my grandma, I normally don't know what to say and I and I, I don't know, I just freeze and uh, I just go to my room and start crying because when they ask me if I remember her, I'm, li I'm like, no, I don't remember her, but yeah, I, I, I do remember her, but it's so hard for me to talk about, about it. She died, and she died when I was 13. But I remember I had a necklace, it was from her, and it was given from my mom, uh, like my, it, it was a gift, my mom gave it to me, but it, it used to be my grandma's. And um, I remember I was wearing the necklace and as I told the story in my previous episode, I was um, drunk, uh, not drunk, but I was forced to drink and they stole two things for me that night. And I, I don't remember much of it, but I have had 
flashbacks about the situation. And um, one of the things they took, it was my grandma's necklace. But something, but after the necklace was gone, like I remember every time I was looking for the necklace and I couldn't find it, I was, I was getting so stressed and crying and I don't know, like going through, uh, going really bad because I couldn't find the necklace. But when I, when the situation that happened to me in Kali happened, I was like, I have to understand that all her memories, they don't remind on a necklace. It is not the necklace, the representation of her. I have to understand that everything that I lived with her, even though it was a short time or a big time, it's in my heart, it's in my thoughts, it's in my memories, not in a necklace. And that's something that I learned after the situation happened. And yeah, those are the lessons that I've learned about deaths that have happened in my life. So I'm just going to summarize them again. The first one is be grateful for what you live with them. Second is leave all your interests away. The third one is you should be strong. Fourth one is it is okay to be vulnerable and look for help. And the last one is that their memories don't remind on an object. They remind on your memories. And the light was just coming to you. <laughs> anyway, um, I just want to tell you after leaving this, after finishing this show, I want to recommend you a song. It's called "Live in My Live in My Heart." Uh, you're gonna listen to that song in the movie Tarzan. That's the one that I remember. I don't have, I cannot see my notes right now because the light is gone and it's dark. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a song that you can listen to. And yeah, I just want to remind you that you're amazing, you are beautiful, and you're going to make all your dreams come true. Thank you for listening to me today.